Who wants to lead us out with a quote? Um, I'll leave you with this. No, sorry. I have a quote <laughs> for you to read. Oh, okay. Do oh, you no. not listen to our podcast? Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I do. Wait. I'll leave you with Wait, this. What, <laughs> what quote were you going to leave us with? <laughs> she has no idea. No. What, <laughs> what were you going to say? Say the truth. <laughs> you were so confident. I'm like, there's nothing to fear but fear. <laughs> woman to watch movies and do you take this man to talk about them i now pronounce you our podcast welcome everyone to another episode of wife watches i'm your host jason and i've got uh courtney my wife with me oh uh here i am popping in we also have two very special guests. I don't know if we want to introduce them now or if I want to just like give the reins over to just you right now. Give them over to me. Uh, our two special guests are Ryan Chalet. Hi, everybody. Been on the pod a few times. Nobody would know that because those episodes haven't <laughs> posted yet. They're in the but vault. We'll get, to, we'll get to them. I promise. So The content's I, too hot. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess at the moment, this is Ryan Chalet's first time. No, no, no. You've been on. You were on for Star Wars. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were on for Star Wars. Is that the only one? Uh, Avengers. Oh, Star Wars and Avengers. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Third mm-hmm. time. It was your third time. Third time. Um, so, we have Ryan here. Ryan Schley. It's and... a pleasure to be here. Well, we're happy to have you here. I couldn't. It's a pleasure to be back. <laughs> and we have, waiting in the wings, we have Emma Watkins. Thanks for having me. You're, you're, I was going to say you're welcome. Thanks for being here. <laughs> So great to have you. You are a first time podcaster on this podcast. It's so weird. No one wanted my input on the Marvel films. <laughs> I would have loved that, actually. I feel like you would have had. Yeah, a, that would have been fun. That would have been a good perspective. You're right. Uh, but we are here today to discuss a horror movie. Mm, you couldn't see me grimace. Yeah, I was, though. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I make, He's excited. Yeah, I make myself watch a lot of horror movies every October. Yeah, so it's October now. In case this episode is in the vault for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are be. in October. Yeah. yeah, if you could maybe not mention the year, that'll like <laughs> just kind of give me some flexibility on my end a little bit. No, this, this is the first movie that Jason and I watched. We watched it on our first date. I don't think we've said the movie yet, have Sorry. we? It's It. <laughs> 2017's It. It's the name of the podcast you clicked on. <laughs> yeah, so I'm leading it because I've seen it hundreds of times. Not hundreds, maybe hundreds. Four, maybe three or hundred? four? Three hundred. <laughs> I've seen it probably three or four times. That's why Ryan and Emma are here because we went to see it together. Yes. We sure did. Correct. Yeah. It was a blast. Ryan, what was your relationship like to this movie? Okay, I can't remember. Um, that, let me rephrase. moving on (laughs) um i remember we we watched the original it and i can't remember if it was right before or right after we had seen this one um and i remember not liking it (laughs) yeah it wasn't great um and then what i remember about this movie was about half an hour in the power went out (gasps) at our house oh my gosh i forgot about that the theater went black. Yeah. I totally I blocked that out of my memory because it, it was, was terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like at what point? Do you remember? Was it during like a point where it, it was at a scary point? Yeah. It so, was or like something, something scary had just up. happened. Did you think it was part of the movie? 
kind yeah. of like we weren't sure so yeah i just remember being like this is either part of it or if not that's also so scary well, and like the first thing that runs through your mind is like like a shooter is like, coming yeah, in something or like something even scarier is, yeah, yeah. Just like that. So it's like that adds to like the fear of it. And it was so scary. And then it came back on after, I don't know, five minutes. It was pretty quick. Yeah. Nothing weird. I have seen so many movies in theaters, as you can imagine. I've never had even like a real bad case of audio or anything bizarre happen in a movie theater. Oh, weird. When I saw (laughs) Star Wars when Anakin is a little kid with Natalie Portman... The movie stopped halfway through, and we all had to leave and got our tickets back. Oh, oh my god! That is weird. Yeah, but that's the only bad experience movie experience I've had. So, do you know what happens to Anakin? <laughs> yes, I have since seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan, anything else? I do I mean, remember that as well. Yeah, and then I just remember like we we went through a phase, especially I feel like in 2017 and 2018, of we saw every scary movie. Oh, every scary movie, and we still kind of do, but um, like that was. Like, right after that, like, movie pass started, and we were just seeing oh, movies on movies and movies. Anyways, um, and so uh, horror in general, kind of, they're, they're always just like, oh, that was good. But this movie was, like, good. Yeah. Yeah, it was very different than the other one. I'm trying to think of the other ones we maybe saw that year. Maybe, like, um, <laughs> I drove across some train tracks the other day, and you know what movie I thought of? The Bye Bye Man. Oh, my <gasps> gosh. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't, don't think, think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Sorry, Jason. You've never seen it. That was such a fun movie. It's such a weird, stupid, dumb movie. Yeah, we saw every scary movie. It was like so different. Just like it had a quality and like a a depth that just they normally don't have. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Emma. Well, this is actually a bit of a plot twist because when you asked Ryan that question, I thought, okay, what's my response going to be? I actually don't remember this movie at all. And then when Ryan said the lights went out, I thought to myself, uh, I don't think I've seen this movie. <laughs> Did you not go with us? I have no recollection of we the power. We saw the second one with I you. remember the second one vividly. Okay, I, this is not a spoiler, but is the first one the one with the house? Yeah, they both have the house. Oh. First one's their, their kids. Does that help? Okay, then I've seen the first one, but man, I do not remember the power going out at all. Oh, I think wow, I would I'm have so lost excited. my mind. Yeah, it was so scary. I don't remember this movie at all. I have zero relationship with it. <gasps> oh my gosh, you and Jason together. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Would you like to tell us what you know, sir? I actually kind of know a lot about this series because I kind of, along with being very scared of horror movies, I also had that, that morbid fascination where like it really bothered me, but I like to learn more about it. And, uh, I just had some friends that were really into horror movies, so I kind of just make them tell me like long explanations of all these different horror franchises because I was like, I'm never going to watch them, so it's totally fine. I knew it was a 1990 like TV movie. But you've never seen that. I saw part of it on TV enough that there was a guy's head in a fridge. I remember that. Yeah, and that really messing with me. I knew that Scott Walker in first grade was afraid of clowns because of this movie. I remember it's Tim Curry. I know it's a Stephen King book. But it's very dense and mm-hmm. big. I know that it's like cosmic in the book. And I, I don't know how cosmic these movies get. He's like a cosmic spider. Well, can I jump in here? You may. <laughs> so. You weirdo. <laughs> I have a question. Does anyone know exactly what Pennywise the clown is? I believe I do. Is it a clown? You do. I think I do. He is a he is a uh, force of nature from space. He's like an alien, and he is like a spider, but he takes the form of whatever your fear is. Kind of. Is that what you mean by cosmic, Ryan? He's like from outer space. Yeah, that that's what I thought. He's he's an alien essentially. Oh, oh, 
I guess I never thought about it from outer space, but I knew he like just adapted to whatever the fears were. Oh yeah, no, so, I feel like there's like a whole kind of like a Bogart, if the, you will. There's like a whole sci-fi element in the book that I think is largely ignored, at least in the miniseries from the '90s, May, and probably from this too, just because it gets very weird and would be hard to like realize on the screen. Yeah, so I was gonna say he's not an alien necessarily. He's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Extraterrestrial? Um, no, he's um, <laughs> wrong. What's the word I'm looking? Hold on. Starman, human no. man. He's described as an ancient transdimensional evil that awakens mm. from the sewer every 27 years. That's so he's not anything, but he's like an he's an evil energy that, enigma. He's that an was energy. actually the word I was thinking, like transdimensional. I remember I, I probably read that. And yeah. was like, that is weird. I thought it's like such a weird thing. He's a bogart. What's a bogart? A bogart. Well, they just they take the fo- the shape and form of anything. Like oh oh oh, almost like you. a dementor. No, not a dementor. Oh, is that Harry Potter? It's from yeah. the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. There's actually a lot of things from uh, other like sci-fi literature that Harry Potter kind of cribs from. Do you want to go into that more? The only one I can think of off the top of my head is that Sauron. And his relationship with the ring in Lord of the Rings is basically what a horcrux is. Oh. Mm. And isn't one of the horcruxes a ring? It is. Interesting. I would say, I'm just such a nerd about this stuff. Oh my gosh, really? I'm just like such a... I just That's weird because it's actually really popular and I feel like a just lot like of people are really pretty, into it. It's pretty underground. I'm just like a secret nerd. Uh, it's just funny. They're just like wildly popular and very like financially successful and I don't know. But I do feel like Harry Potter does give the horcruxes a bit more like thematic weight by tying it to like death and how it ruins your soul stuff like that Mm -hmm. i feel like is a bit more so it's not like i'm not accusing anyone of ripping anyone off but i feel like these are kind of like things in literature you do kind of see pop up okay so there's sauron and sauron correct yeah could any could someone explain that to me do you want to ryan sauron is the white wizard Mm. um before gandalf was the white wizard he was a good guy. Well, he wasn't a bad guy at the start. I would. There was a point, I think, where he was actively a good guy. But yeah. he, he got a little more amoral. And then Sauron is like the the darkness that's taking over Middle-earth. The, 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 the evil. evil. Well, yeah. Wasn't he kind of like an elf man at one point? He Sauron? He was like a... He's sort of, in some ways, I think, supposed to be sort of like Lucifer, like a fallen, beautiful angel. I don't know. Okay, this got crazy. Well, there's actually a lot of Christianity built, like, cooked and baked within Lord of the Rings and, like, the mythology. I, there is someone who is supposed to be, like, a Satan, comparable to Satan within the mythology, but I don't remember if it's Sauron or a different character from one of the many, like, uh, appendices. Right, right, right. So, but, yes. Sar- so they don't have to do with each other. Well, Sauron kind of controls Saruman once. Okay. Saruman. Yes. It just feels lazy as names. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In high school, we used to... Do this and just like rocker hands. I don't know why we did that. Well, we did it all the time. Well, who's we? Me and like my, my group of friends. <laughs> Can I also mention that I knew this? Uh, this the Pennywise in this movie wasn't the first guy that was cast in the movie. Well, that's giving away some stuff I've written down. I'm just saying it's <laughs> I. I was following the production of this movie, even though I was pretty sure I was never going to see it. That's actually good because that's going to come in handy later for people. I don't know who they are. And mm. you can explain that to me. Okay. So, yes, Bill Skarsgård was not the intended Pennywise. And wasn't 2017 when Big Little Lies came out? He kind of had a busy year. That is not him. That's his brother. Understood. Bill Skarsgård <laughs> and 
Andrew Skarsgård, I want to say. I thought they were the same person. I had no idea. No, there's Bill, and then there's Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander, that's his Tarzan. name. Tarzan. And then their, yes. their dad. Is Stellan? Stellan. Stellan Skarsgård, mm. who is Bill in Mamma Mia. Oh! Oh! And and like the douchey oh professor gosh. in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, and they look alike. I like Bill Skarsgård. I, I want to see him in more. I don't. I didn't really see anything previous. But. He has. He's in like ten minutes of Deadpool too. Do you remember this, Ryan? Oh yeah. You recently rewatched yeah, the yeah, Deadpools. Yeah. Yeah. That entire sequence that he's a part of is legitimately like incredible <laughs> and hilarious. It's it's genius. <laughs> I don't. I kind of maybe would just show you that sequence. Okay, I would sometime. see that. I won't. I, really I won't tell you about Deadpool. it. Like my mileage varies. I think I've said before on Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds in general, but that little seat, the X Force sequence, is really funny. Can I also? This might be a news drop for some of you here. Um, they pushed back a couple of the DC movies as of last night. I saw. As of last it's, night. They're so fucking far away. The Batman moved from next October yeah. to March of 2022. Oh my. That oh. That's so far away. The other ones I didn't care as much about, like Shazam 2 got bumped, Flashpoint, whatever. A lot of them got bumped naturally, like six months-ish. But that the Batman, that one, I don't know why, really kind of just well, got we, me. We already have a trailer. That trailer was only, they'd only filmed, I think, a quarter of the movie just and then they had to pause production because uh robert pattinson contracted the coronavirus for a little bit <gasps> a little bit i feel like it will probably be it will probably be oh my god <laughs> it was worse that time it, probably. Uh, <laughs> it will most likely be i would say three years yeah so 2022 or 23 before i stop thinking every time i see a movie in theaters when i was supposed to have seen that originally so for instance the Batman comes out March 2022. When I'm sitting there in theaters, I'm, I'll be probably be thinking, I was supposed to have seen this last July. That's when it was supposed to come out, next July. July 2021. I'll it? just think that on every movie for yeah. the next couple of years. Every it's movie a- is just going to suffer from New Mutants disease where we just never get to see it. <laughs> also, is it kind of exhausting to say 2021? 2022, 2023. 2020 is like whatever, but like 2021? Okay. 2021? 2021? Follow-up question. Are we going to get to the point where we refer to the 20s and our minds don't think of the 1920s? Like Gatsby Whoa. style twenties, and oh, we just like think of that now. happened in twenty. Yeah, be like oh in twenty two. I guess we could start saying that now. Well, I think that's let's probably start a trend. Okay. I mean, we say oh nine, and we're referring to two thousand nine, not nineteen oh nine, right? But do we always say? Well, yeah, but like I'm talking about like an entire decade like that. Oh, oh. Because I, I don't think until the twentieth century, people just clumped decades like that in general because people just weren't following culture; they were more worried about like dying. <laughs> And so I feel like in the last hundred years is when we really started like designating eras as far as like what was like clothes and pop culture and different things like that. I don't know. I, I do feel like we, we we clamped on to 2010s pretty quick. Yeah. Here in now 2020, referring to the last 10 years. But we don't really talk about the 1910s because it's kind of clunky, but the 20s and the yeah. 30s, once you get into that, it's just kind of rolls off. I kind of think it will. I wonder. Yeah. Let's review the year a little bit. The top song of that week. Anyone know what it was? The week Wait. that this came out. What week did it come out? September uh, 9th, 2017. Despacito. Just kidding. That was before. Um, it might have held over, though. So yours is your vote is Despacito. Ryan's pretty good at this. <laughs> no, now I'm going to be bad. Uh, I'm, I have no idea. I'll just say that. 
All right, you want the answer? <laughs> yes, yes, give it, it to was us. It was Despacito. Oh, okay. Nice job. Okay, nice, job. nice. Um, some other things that came out and were high on the, not came out, but were high on the charts were Bodak Yellow, Cardi B, uh, Believer, Imagine Dragons, That's What I Like, Bruno Mars, oh. and Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Yes. Oh. So that kind of places you right there. Yeah. It's pronounced Sheeran. Sheeran. <laughs> Sorry, take that out. Um, <laughs> That's staying some in. Other things, some other things that happened in 2017. Donald Trump is sworn in as the 45th president of the United States earlier that January. Envelope gate at the Oscars, which was <gasps> love. Oh, my, gosh. Oh my goodness. And as we know. Just Warren Beatty just like getting right off the stage uh, as soon uh, as it happens. I feel so bad for him. And immediately thinking like, who was the person that put that in his hand? And where are they now? Yeah. Harvey Weinstein's saga and introduction of the hashtag MeToo movement. That would have been like right around this, like in September, right? Yeah, like, because we were podcasting. We had we had our own separate podcast. And I remember talking about that for like weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was all there was. Yeah. Uh, Megan and Harry's royal engagement. Taylor Swift's comeback. <laughs> she waits for silence in the room. <laughs> Kendall Jenner's Pepsi commercial. Remember that? <gasps> yes. The rioting. And, uh, Wonder Woman became the best-reviewed DC Universe film and box office hero when it hit theaters in May. I don't think I saw it until October. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. And then another thing, the solar eclipse was that year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just How? all of us staring at the that sun. That was such a big deal. <laughs> Courtney and I just at work looking out the window just, like, eh, there it is. My just friend like, oh, making okay. the trek up to Idaho where they would be like in the dead spot, the inversion. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I just remember one of our friends went and like came back with the testimony of the moon. And it was <laughs> fascinating listening yeah. to her just kind of like, Oh my gosh, should I have gone? Do I like this stuff? Uh, the last thing I wrote on here is has nothing to do with anything, but I just thought, how weird. The top names for boys and girls born in the year 2017, Olivia and Atticus. I don't know a single Atticus. Not yet. Are we all placed in 2017 now? I'm right. I'm right there. All right. Honestly, the eclipse one is the one that like placed me there the most for some reason. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Because I just forgot all about that, but that was such a thing for like two weeks. Yeah. Did you guys even give a shit about that? Because I was I was friends or like with people who were always like that eclipse is coming up. I got I got goggles or glasses. Yeah, those were. We did too. But like some people were really like they would be like you know the eclipse is this year. I'm like what does that (laughs) that mean? Okay. But also like did they care about it before they knew? (laughs) I, I gotta say I didn't realize. I didn't care about it that much. I didn't, I completely underestimated how much people would care about it. I wonder, what's the percentage do you think of how much that is just people like wanting to be a part of a thing? Probably a lot, but it was, people were nuts about it. Do you remember when Donald Trump just looked at (laughs) it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. We're going to offend all of our right wing listeners. (laughs) Also, when you said he got inaugurated that year and everyone just kind of sat there and didn't say anything. I was just watching everyone's dead faces. (laughs) Well, depending uh, okay. on what year I release this. Uh, yeah, I guess that does depend. Um, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. I just felt like a coworker in your office right now. <laughs> totally, absolutely. Totally, yeah. yeah, wow. Oof, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, ready for the synopsis? Or do you not want to hear it? No, let's do it. I know right. I, like I know how it ends. I know everything. I feel like I know mostly what happens in this movie, but it's like specific scares and things. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Or, okay. I know I don't know what's coming. 
Seven young outcasts in Derry, Maine are about to face their worst nightmare, an ancient shape-shifting evil that emerges from the sewer every 27 years to prey on the town's children. Banding together over the course of one horrifying summer, the friends must overcome their own personal fears to battle the murderous, bloodthirsty clown known as Pennywise. Ooh. I have, a qu- I have two questions. All right. Is it always 27 years, or is that retrofitted for this movie in particular? It's always 27 okay. years. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was some... Okay. Um, my other question is, why is he called It? Like, what is... Because I would always think that the clown was called It when I was little. Probably you know, because he morphs. It's they, just like a... It's mean like, yeah, oh, cre- a like a creature. Okay. There's a lot that I... As I was, like, reading and... <clears throat> researching all this stuff i just imagine you in like an old library like know, pulling out scrolls pages. i realized how much i don't know about it because i've never read the book i've seen both i've seen the 1990 and I, there's just so much that you can't like if you haven't read the book there's like there's so much that i i still don't understand this is a case of the blind leading the blind it really is i mean i've read like a chapter of it in a walmart one time and that's about <laughs> all i know I wanted to see what it was like. In a Walmart one time, I read a chapter of it. Yeah. So what are what are the the things that you? <laughs> is that your Walmart guy? My Walmart. <laughs> Ryan's classic character that he brings up. <laughs> he, he Here cr- comes Walmart oh, guy. Oh no! He cracks him open every <laughs> every week, <laughs> right on schedule. The fans love it though. They, they clamor for it. He, it's a crowd pleaser. Walmart guy. Yeah. Also, they cheer for him. I just realized we never turned on the lights. So it's, it's dark, dark in here. Oh, can I tell you one thing? And then I promise I'll, I'll stop when we can start the movie. I, I remember having like this weird like uh, romanticiz- romanticization of Stephen King as like this horror like icon writer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where I heard this or if this is an actual thing, but I would always like, you know when you sh- you didn't have the internet to fact check things, so like your friends would just say stuff and you're like, did you yeah. know yeah. this? So I don't know if someone told me this or where I heard this from. I heard that he writes his books in his closet in the dark to like really channel like the evil and get scared. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. I just remember in after we saw It 2, I think I liked It 2 better than It 1. Does anybody else have any opinions versus versus? Well, I don't know. We're going to watch It 2. Okay. I'll so we'll have that. to wait. Okay. I'm, I'm even more in the dark about the second one. Yeah, because you've oh. never seen it. We no. saw it last oh, year. Oh, but I, so I mean, like, I know... Actually, I feel like I know be, like the plot-wise more of the first one, even like how it, uh, they achieve victory, if you will. More, much more than the first one. I think the second one will be a total, like, I have really no idea where mm. this is going to go. What from the 1990s version do you remember? I remember the guy with those circular glasses. Okay. And that is, <laughs> didn't really make an impact very, on me. Very 90s clothes, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Riri? Yeah, very, very 90s clothes. I remember, I don't know how we were watching it, but I just, the quality, like, wasn't great. Yes. Like, if we were streaming, I think it was, like, hard to see. And it was, like, yellow. It must the have just been, yellow. like, how it was filmed. Like, just because it was a TV movie in the yeah. 90s, too. I remember someone finding out about something and slamming the door and walking out to the balcony. He was the guy with the circle glasses. And just, like, Tim Tim Curry's makeup was just, like, oh, very yeah. clowny. I remember the shower scene. Uh, from it. Oh, I do too. I do too. Yeah, that's the one that kind of haunted me and I would always look at the shower drain just kind of like... <laughs> Head in the fridge was mine. Yeah. I have another question we can maybe answer another time when we watch the second one too, but do you guys like that they split it into two movies? Like, I feel like they did that to let it breathe uh-huh. more. And I feel like it wasn't as cynical. It wasn't just like, well, let's make two and we can make twice as much money. But right. I feel like, do you guys feel like it, well, and it the- serves the story and like is a better experience that way? I think it's 
especially because the first one, the first adaptation that they did was a miniseries, so it made sense to do the, the... like give it that many, give it more hours than just like a basic yeah. one, one and a half to two. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree, and I feel like each of the boys really is a main character, and they delve into like each of their fears. So yeah. there's not just like one main character and then supporting. Yeah, like, I guess, they if really you had, had to condense to it, story. yeah, they probably would condense yeah. like into like a bit more caricature people. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I'm very excited to watch this because I recently asked some of my friends in like a g chat i'm in like of all the movies i have left to watch like what are the most iconic ones and they were mostly horror films and this was one of them the most iconic movies i've yet to see so i'm really excited to really watch this in like one and two i just i don't know been looking forward to it for a long time well great let's go let's watch do it. it where's Chipotle? i think it's on our doorstep oh really um welcome back thank, thank you. you definitely some things i forgot we can get into that in a minute Definitely things I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Sorry. It's like everything's covered. <laughs> and that's about it. Both sides of the aisle. Um, that movie is so good. It doesn't necessarily scare me like crazy. It's just like very good to watch. Yeah, I agree. It's also disgusting. Yes. Why, why the multiple layers of teeth? I actually don't think it's super scary like you said. Well, no. I oh, said no, it wasn't very scary. Oh, no, I know. I said I also agree. I don't oh, think it's oh, like oh, okay. that scary. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think it was that scary. <laughs> that was pretty lame. What no. about gross? Okay, tough guy. Um, you just watched Evil Dead 1 and 2, I guess. So. And 3, Army of Darkness. <laughs> oh, but crap. I guess the reason why it, it looks very fake, which I, I think is intentional, but like it looks very either CGI or very like stylized. Mm-hmm. So... That's probably why. And Pennywise doesn't scare me because it's so just like, yeah, what you said, like fake and just, I don't know, it just doesn't scare me. I have a few Pennywise parts that really scare me. First um, one that comes to mind is when he's hanging from the chain in the meat house, meat packing house. Oh, and his And then he, no, suddenly he like steps down and then he turns and he's facing Mike. Mm. That part is really scary. Um, another part, I think, when he is dancing, I think it is the most terrifying thing in the whole entire world. <laughs> oh yeah, it's unsettling because like his head is stationary basically, and everything's dancing around him. Yeah, that was actually an artistic choice by the director. <laughs> I read that. You didn't ask him. He so something that was important was that Pennywise's face, whenever he was doing something creepy stays in the middle of the screen. It reminded me of like when people have a camera on their head while they're like snowboarding or mountain biking. <laughs> it just like something it's something stays centered and then things just move around it. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah. I don't think Pennywise scared me that much, although I do think that it was like well constructed scares if that makes sense. Some things I did rem- I, there was actually a lot, probably a, a good chunk in the middle that I do not remember happening at all and but there was a couple different things like i they weren't scary but i was admiring like how the scares were set up if that makes sense for instance when i uh, i don't remember all their names i was actually worried about this because i hope they do something in the next one to help me connect which little kid is which older actor who are much more recognizable i think there's a couple like people that will be obvious but i was really trying to lock down people's names for that reason they look incredibly similar to their younger counterparts. You that's will know cool. exactly who it is. Well, I know some of the cast. Okay, well, that's good. Anyway, there's one where the kid who has, uh, he's creeped out by the weird lady on the painting. That's Stanley. Stan. Why would you have that painting? I don't know. Am, are we to believe that that, like, the painting shows up just for him? 
Or I was mean, that an actual painting hanging in his rabbi father's office? Yeah, that's it's in his dad's office. But, but is, is it s- symbolic? Is that an actual portrait that his father purchased and hangs there regularly in his office? Or does that painting just... Just Does the kid only see that thing by himself? Oh, I don't know. I kind of think it has to be at least somewhat real. Otherwise, like, where would this original fear come from? But so his dad actually bought that and now hangs it inside his No, his that's church? what I'm saying. I think it's like symbolic. Oh, so do that's you think not... it's fake? It's him imagining it. Yes. So when he, he fixes it, goes off, it goes off out of frame, it falls over, and then he's sitting there for a long time and he's like debating whether to go up and pick it up. I was just noting that like, it's scarier to have it face down. This is cleverly assembled. I'm not really being, I'm not jumping or scared. I'm like admiring the craft, I guess, mm-hmm. into like the way that things are put in the frame and like information is withheld or revealed at certain points. I don't know. It was really well done. I don't know what you already know because you know so much about this, but in the book from what I read. <laughs> By I Stephen read King. So this, the bo- in the book, the kids are all kids in the 50s. So they're, you know, they're, they grow up in the 80s, obviously. And the things that they're scared of and they're like fear, like the way that fear manifests itself for them is so different. So it's like things like the mummy or Wolfman or Dracula or Frankenstein. And they had to change it for contemporary audiences. So it's, they, they kind of like added this like element of childhood trauma. So that's why Stan is so, like he had some sort of trauma with the painting that was like in his dad's office that he was scared of, you know, Eddie's, you know, health thing, whatever. When I imagine like Beverly, like all the blood spraying was the like, like getting a period. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually didn't realize that before, but I caught that this time. That was the most gruesome scene for me, like the grossest thing that they did. Like, a, there was a lot of, like, stabbing and guts and, like, monsters, but the blood and the hair was the grossest for me. Yeah. Oh. I actually don't think anything really bothered me, mm-hmm. but I was mostly just thinking, like, this is a really well, really well shot movie mm-hmm. and, like, put together. The pacing was a little off. It feels long. Oh, I, I agree. Think, I didn't think it did. Well, it could have shaved, like, 20 to 30 minutes off for me. It's, like, I only really noticed the pacing when something's... When it feels like, oh, it should, we should be wrapping up now? Like, when they go into the house for the first time, and the three of them, like, definitely go in by themselves, mm-hmm. I thought that was ramping up to the finale, but there's, like, a good 35 minutes after that. Well, actually, that would be the end of the second act, because after the second act, you're supposed to, like, have a moment of everything is wrong, so, like, they get away from that, everything falls apart, and their friendships are scattered. Yeah. So that would be, but that should be, like, that should happen earlier in the pacing of the movie oh i see i can tell it was adapted from a book where you just don't follow the same pacing structure Mm -hmm. something i I picked up on this time i was like why are all the adults all so shitty um like i think the first time i was like oh they all just have like someone kind of sucky but literally there's no good adult in that entire movie um and after climbing down a reddit hole for a minute um I haven't read the book or the summary, so I can't speak to what Stephen King was trying to write or like if they had even adapted that. But like that Pennywise has some sort of like hold over the adults in the town, almost like making them not see what's happening. Um, like in the beginning when the old lady's on her porch and oh. like it's very obvious she probably could have heard Georgie screaming, mm. but like she doesn't. Um, so that like Pennywise has this like psychic hold over the adults, making them not... Like, kind of making them not see, but also, like, 
terrible. Is that why the dad couldn't see anything? Yes. And when the adults yes. drove by, when he when oh, uh, yeah. the, when Ben. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. Ben was getting like terrorized, they mm-hmm. just looked away, and then they the balloon was in the car. Right, is that to symbolize like he has? There's some hold. sort of like hold over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. so interesting. I did think about that this time we were watching the 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 parents are the essentially the bad guys are the ones striking fear, which I didn't really notice the first time. Also, I noticed uh, at one point he has like a Lego turtle that gets like shattered when he drops it. Oh yeah, I did remember something about like a space flying turtle has to do with this am, oh. am i crazy does this sound familiar at all no part of like I'm this like, oh. stephen king like connected because like all of his books are connected somehow all of his stories something to do with that is that a big cosmic turtle maybe i'm crazy i really feel like i read this i'm sure and people that, know what you mean yeah Just and then that us. that is an easter egg is the turtle the king heads out there the kingsman listening yeah. the potterheads the kings. <laughs> Did they film in Maine? No, they filmed in Toronto, Oshawa, Ontario, and Riverdale. I also saw that they filmed in upstate New York. You can just like always tell in a movie, you're like, this is supposed to be New York, but mm, something's <laughs> off. Something's weird. <laughs> it's Toronto. Or I've heard like people when they film like in specific cities, like they film a lot in Australia. I listen to an Australian podcast about movies and they they point out that they're like, that's Sydney. Like, we can tell, and I bet American audiences don't. But we can definitely tell, like, this is in Australia. Right, like they're just catering to Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, like, a popular movie that would have been filmed in Australia? <sighs> I, I know... Have you seen Australia? <laughs> you are bad. I know. The I'm... longest movie in the world. I, I love that movie. It. I couldn't. The only one that comes to mind, which is a bad example because it's not set on Earth, is uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> was filmed primarily in Australia, but it's yeah. it's for tax reasons. But they have a lot of Australian actors in that movie. That's why Joel Edgerton is like Owen Lars for five minutes because he's Australian. So they have a lot of people from Australia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a bunch of Aussies. Um, the reason it was on the front of my mind is I've been watching The Boys on Amazon, which is supposed to be New York, but apparently it is Toronto. Oh. Um, I, I didn't notice. I was listening to a podcast, and I guess Canadians notice in the first two nolan batman movies we probably talked about this but (laughs) listener you won't know (laughs) they definitely use like specific cities for that i think like chicago and like pittsburgh and different places but like in the dark knight rises i think that's when it was pittsburgh but they also used a lot of new york especially for the wall street sequence and people in new york are like that's they didn't even really try to dress it up that's def just that's just new york yeah well yeah because i feel like it could take you out of the story that's my commute every day how weird would that be yeah we don't really experience it here in I like Utah. Oh, yeah. when we do though, when someone's like, "That was filmed in Utah," oh, people yeah. lose their shit. We go nuts for that crap. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Those are the Utah mountains. I think about that every time I watch The Sandlot or High School Musical. Or My family Hounded. just chatting for like a couple weeks in a row about how there's a Hallmark movie filmed in like <laughs> filming in downtown Brigham City. Like they're filming that for a Christmas scene. This Hallmark movie <laughs> or Westworld. I'm like that's the salt flats. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Nuts! We should watch it. <laughs> Home. <laughs> okay, do you know who this is directed by? I do. It was Andy Muschietti. Muschietti. That's right. Spaghetti. Do you know what else he did? I don't, but I think he's directing the upcoming Flashpoint movie. Yes, I saw something like that. Uh, he directed Mama and Bird Box. Whoa. Oh. I thought you guys would get a kick out of was that. Was that 2018? 2018, New Year's Day. That's when I watched yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Bird Box challenge? 
Oh, yes. Gosh. I did catch Kerry Fukunaga's name, and I yeah. think he was supposed to direct it, right? Yes. So this has been a project that's been in the works since 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Andy Muschietti took it over in uh, 2015, I think. Yeah, you were saying earlier, you know about the guy who was originally cast. Oh, cast? Yeah, he was originally cast when it was, what's that guy's name? Oh, Kerry Fukunaga? Yeah, when, oh. when he was directing it, he cast someone else. And then it was like scheduling oh, is conflicts that, is and that they were Will, gonna ask him to take a pay cut. That's where Will Poulter was he was his cat like he yes. was his it. Yes. Who? Sorry. Who Will, is that? Will Poulter is the kid from We're the Millers. My brain Will just like Rolodex in. Oh, uh, when you see him, his eyebrows, you'll you're just like, of course. Peter Gallagher. Oh, oh holy crap. Oh, oh the kid from the Maze Runner. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, he would have been a great Pennywise. Okay, that makes sense. So, like, Kerry Fukunaga also directed um, True Detective. Oh. Like, he's the director of the first season, basically. Just so, the first season? Yes. So we don't have to hold the rest uh, Well, of the guy who... There's, a, there's, like, a guy who was the showrunner, and then he's the one who kind of took over for the second season directing as well. But okay. that's why I, I was kind of interested in the project, because I was like, Kerry Fukunaga is a amazing director and everything yeah. he does looks incredible he's actually directing the next bond movie oh. and people are really like that the fifth bond movie or the fifth craig bond movie also went through a bunch of different directors and landed on him and it's weird because he's a very visual he's a great filmmaker and people just thought that's a that's weird for him to kind of do this big studio movie like bond oh but it sounds like he's been kind of mixed in with a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, he's he's also he's like given writing writing credits. Yeah, on, I saw his name the, in yeah. yeah on the script. So it must and that's been... probably like a holdover from just when he was working on right. it. Right, they kept like some stuff in there. But I thought he did a great job. That was something I was very struck by a- Andy Muschietti. Oh, Muschietti. Muschietti. Yeah. I was very struck by like the visuals in this movie. Yeah, totally. it was incredible. He had like the word I kept thinking of was like just atmosphere. I was like, this movie has like a very distinct feel and vibe to it. It is a beautiful looking movie to watch. That's mm-hmm. I was just really struck because you can kind of get a in this genre, you can kind of get away with not doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can cut corners and people will kind of like not really care depending on the movie. So anyway, it just I was really impressed with like yeah. they really whenever they're filming in the forest or like over the river, it looks so good. Well, a lot of just really interesting shots and framing of things, which you just don't have to do. It's like you just One, it's an extra step you don't have to do and he did so i don't know it just goes a long way to making it feel like this is like a really well produced movie one shot that comes to mind is when georgie after he's got has his arm bitten off and he's crawling away um, and then there's that like, oh the overhead i was actually thinking of that too and then pennywise's hand stretches out and the next thing you see is georgie's face and he's like being pulled back into the sewer that yeah. part is great it's good because you really do want like a really creative director especially for horror too that because of so much of it is like putting things in the frame and hiding them in certain places yeah and so you really do want a visually creative director to not have like a dud of a movie yeah but yeah i was thinking i was more thinking about when they just the first shot overhead of like all the water and he's just kind of running mm-hmm. yes that's what i was thinking yeah too. like anytime the river or the trees are filmed it's just so it's well just a lot of good yeah. like uh scares that you don't really see coming like when georgie's running and he's like you see him go under the bar the first time, and then he like is up normally, and you don't see that until the camera goes up and he knocks his owl. <laughs> hey, she was committed to that. I was. I committed hard. Wow. He knocks his. <laughs> he knocks.
knocks his head on the the bar thing, you know? Or when when like the the Mike is looking and he's got like he's looking at the door and the hands are coming out and stuff. Yeah. And the jump scare is when the kids come around the corner with the car. Like there are so many good yeah. scares that aren't what you think they're going to be. Well, I think the reason why like that thing with him running into the the barrier works so well too is because he knows that like you're on you've come to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. You 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 know what this movie's going to be and you know there's going to be jump scares. So you're on edge and he's playing with that. It's like he's screwing with you and like manipulating you a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's really fun in like this kind of a movie where you're like you know that you're in like really good hands of like a filmmaker when he's like playing with you in different ways like that. I loved the shot when Beverly knocks her dad out with like the toilet seat cover and she's looking down so the audience is kind of looking down too. And then in just such a small space in the bathroom, he just like shifts the camera one inch and Pennywise is there and just everybody screams. I love that. Or, or like or like when she can hear something within the drain yeah. and she keeps getting closer and closer and like there's, the, there's no sound or music. And you're just waiting, yeah. and then it cuts to the dad asleep in the room and her getting the tape. I, like I just knew there was going to be a jump scare with her waiting and waiting. So like screwing with you in those ways, because I'm sure he was. I'm sure the director and like the filmmakers were like, we know people are going to be expecting something, especially when there's like those cues where you drop out the music and like mm-hmm. focus really like a really extreme close up. Mm-hmm. And so let's deny them of that. So they're just you're just kind of always on edge. Mm-hmm. And and something I miss is like, yes, you can get that at home, but that's what is so fun about a scary movie in a theater. I was mm-hmm. wondering, I was wondering what I was like missing out on by not watching that in, in a theater. Cause there's just such a vibe and like everyone's on edge and you can just feel the energy. Like you feel creeped out more. You feel more vulnerable because you're in a big box. Yes. And so there's like, like usually strangers. a lot of room behind you. So yeah. you're like, just you yeah. You're not safe. You're not, you're not backed into a corner like I usually watch horror movies. <laughs> Knives and just I can see every exit in the room. Yeah. <sighs> kind of piggybacking off something you said where like other scary movies that are just kind of like lesser than. I was listening to a podcast today. It was one, it was one I randomly chose. It was, have you ever listened to Drew's Reviews or Mm-mm. something? <laughs> No. Well, I'm just butchering their name. I think it's Drew Drew's review, Reviews. It's Drew's Reviews. <laughs> they were talking about how other horror movies that are like lesser than rely so much more on the score and music to like help the audience feel a certain way. And this score is still great. Like it's fantastic. But they rely so much more on the visuals because it's just more creative than like what other horror movies typically do. So like you think of like Annabelle and how so much of that is like the music is telling you how to feel where like it just kind of shows you and it like creates suspense just like what we were talking about. It's just good storytelling and it's not like violin screeching to tell you I should be scared right now. Yeah. It's like the mood is set because of like the visuals and the lighting. Great actors. The kids. Yeah. That, that, that's, I've heard that's very hard to get good performances from kids. Yeah. And like that's... I can imagine, yeah. That's like the sign of a really talented director or like that works really well with actors is to get like good, believable performances because mm-hmm. there was someone, when they're just so terrified, you just really feel like that is just, that's so freaky. Yeah. 
I was wondering if the the younger brother who got his, his arm eaten off in the first scene, Georgie. Georgie, I wonder if like he went to the premiere and watched the movie because that is a know. scary they... movie for a little kid. That's oh. something to say. I don't know if he went to the premiere, but I read a lot about how they handled the children. I'm a psychologist now. <laughs> the children, how they handled like the children and Pennywise, and Georgie's the youngest, obviously, of all of them. He commented that he was not as scared of Pennywise as he thought he was going to be. Wait, I have a question. So did was he aware of what was happening in the context of the scene that he was filming? I don't know, but he saw Pennywise. Like, he saw him as a clown. Oh, because I just figured they would probably have shot him. Do you know what I mean? Like, they would have just yeah. tricked that so that he... Well, Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe well, I guess he, he like... would have been... Be like, okay, now scream now. Yeah. yeah. Like... <laughs> well, so that's that's something that I'm, I'm sure... I feel like we've talked about before... I don't know. None of the kids knew what Pennywise was going to look like before they were in a scene with him. And I remember reading when this came out, because I was, you know, I curious. Um, I, I remember reading one, like, article or quote or something about the kid Eddie. And Bill was, Pennywise was, like, nervous. He was, like, scaring Eddie. And they're, like, filming, and he's Pennywise. And then after the scene, um, Eddie's like, hey, I love what you're doing with the character, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eddie is the best one by far. I read that too, and he was like, um, Bill Skarsgård was like very just like, cause cause he reacted so well, like he was like gagging and like he was like so scared of him, and so he came back afterwards and he was like, Hey, I'm really sorry. Like, are you okay? Like trying to, and that's when he said that. Yeah. So it was just like he was, and he was like blown away at like the professionalism of these like little kids. <laughs> like just that's so the funny. that's the kid from Shazam, right? Let's talk about some money. Let's okay. talk about the business side of things. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll add some, like, ching-ching noises oh, yeah, perfect. Thank you. Maybe, so, maybe some, like, reporters, like, no, but I'll tell Like, chatter, like, newsroom chatter. Yeah. Ching-ching. That'd be perfect. Pictures made. So, obviously, this set numerous box office records, grossing over $701 million worldwide, becoming the fifth highest grossing R-rated film of all time. Unadjusted for inflation, it became the highest grossing horror film of all time. Does anyone know, adjusted for inflation, what the highest grossing horror, horror film of all time was? Horror? Yeah. Uh, paranormal activity? No. Is it in the last 10 years? No. Is it The Exorcist? Close. That's... Rosemary's Baby? No. Psycho? No. Unadjusted. You're thinking too, too narrow. What time period? 70s. Oh, 70s. It can't be The Omen. It really wasn't The Exorcist, huh? Carrie? Now, should I tell you? Yeah. It was Jaws. Oh. oh too narrow. Oh. Too, too narrow. narrow. Is that a horror movie? Well, that's what it told me. Oh, okay. That's what the internet said. Well, what was his budget? $35 million. Isn't so, that crazy? That's that's horror movies, though. Like, that's the genre. It's so bananas. And they spent $100 million on marketing. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days had a bigger budget <laughs> than it. That's insane. <laughs> yellow dress. That's another thing too. I remember like watching like it just killed critically, like beloved and made so much money. There was even like a narrative I feel like that year of like the return of the horror movie with Get Out and It and oh, maybe yeah. like another one. But like it was all 2017 and people were like like competent, well-made horror movies yeah. are back. Baby, baby. <laughs> many called it Stephen King's best adaptation. Having watched a handful, I would agree with that. Okay, because I, I was just going to ask you, what's your favorite Stephen King adaptation? I have a list. I haven't seen a lot of them. Are we grading on a curve? Some of them, like for instance, I watched The Dead Zone from the 80s with Christopher Walken. 
And for the 80s, pretty good. But like not nearly as, like this is by far the most watchable one. But what's your like favorite? So I have like Carrie, The Shining, Creep Show, Children of the Corn, Stand By Me, uh, Misery, oh. Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, Secret Window, The Dark Tower, Gerald's Game, Pet Cemetery, and Doctor Sleep. You know what? It might be Stand By Me actually. But that's not a horror movie. That's just uh, like a short story that's based on, but mm. very good. My favorite secret window, and then it chapter two, and then it one. Whoa! You like two? You really do like two better than I one. do. I really like it. Um, I saw Gerald's Game. That's on Netflix. That's uh, Mike Flanagan who did Haunting of Hill House. That movie. Have you seen Gerald's Game? I have not. No. It is weirdly so scary. It's the same in the same vein as Hush because Mike uh, Flanagan did both. Uh, so it's it's weird. I watched The Conjuring and Gerald's Game in the same night, oh my and gosh. it was. Too much. Other casting. Potential. Yeah. Potential. Potential, yeah. Mark Rylance, Ben Mendelsohn. Wait, for who? Pennywise. Mark, Mark, really? Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn, Hugo Weaving, and Tilda Swinton. Oh man, that would have been great. Tilda Swinton, that would have been wild. Ben Mendelsohn, weird. So I don't know who those first people are. Ben Mendelsohn, he's in The Dark Knight Rises. He's in okay. Rogue One, he's yeah. in Ready Player One. Mark Rylance is like in... Uh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah. Oh, weird. And Dunkirk. That would have been wild. What was he in Dunkirk? Rode the boat. He was like, had the main, the main civilian boat. Oh, yes. Okay, totally. So for the character's design, it was important for the team to go with something totally new. So they didn't want to take from, uh, Tim Curry. They didn't want to make him greasy or anything like that. He was like a totally new thing. So he, they took from like 19th century, early 19th century clowns. They didn't want to make it circusy. They just wanted to make it like something people had never seen oh, before. Man. They wanted to make him childlike, sweet sometimes, but there was something just totally off about him. You can tell in his clothing, it looks like pictures you see from 1910. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they didn't want him like lurking in the shadows. Everything he does is weird. Um, they wanted him front and center for everything. So the and the anticipation of him is scarier than himself. I also forgot the other scary part is the Billy part in the basement, where he's kind of puppeteering Billy. Sorry, not Billy, Georgie. Georgie? Yeah. And Billy comes down the oh, stairs. Yeah. That part is so scary. I just, oh. I just remembered another part that is just unsettling and unnerving is when Georgie is talking to him, and when Georgie gets weirded out is when Pennywise just kind of stops. And one of his eyes droops down wrong. And you're just like, shit, that is, Ah. it's so unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of like flips back up. No, I feel like if I knew more about like Stephen King adaptations, I feel like this would make more sense. But the the Drew Reviews podcast said not the best Stephen King movie, but might be the most Stephen King movie. Probably just because it like a lot of his... Things that he's known for. 80s era, nostalgia. Maine. Yeah. Like, this has got to be his most, I don't know, The Shining. But I feel like it is, like, the most culturally recognizable Stephen King story. Maybe people would disagree with me. Well, and maybe the most, like... It depends on, like, your age, too. Yeah. It can be enjoyed by more than just people who are into Stephen King. I remember kind of thinking when this was coming out, and I wonder if the filmmakers worried about this too, considering how long, how many years they were trying to get it off the ground, like another adaptation. I wonder if they thought like, 
were worried that Stranger Things had stolen some of its thunder. Yeah. Totally. Well, I was thinking when we were watching, because I'm rewatching Stranger Things right now, and the resemblance is uncanny. It's so funny. E- even down to, like, the redheaded girl infiltrating the boy group. I was just like, this is crazy well, how and similar just, they like, are. Like, obviously Finn Wolfhart, right? But, yes. like, right when the first shot in this movie, when they're on bikes, I'm just yep. like, wow. That's funny because Stranger Things is ripping off everything else, but now I'm associating this with Stranger Things. I know. And like hanging out at the quarry and like hanging out in the forest and the river, all of that I stuff. I think if Stranger Things had leaned more into horror than like science fiction and mm, like hitting totally. hitting a bunch of different 80s stuff, I think then it would it might have like kind of Yeah. I don't know though. It's also this is just obviously it's like a lot darker, more mature, has it's rated R, so they're able to do more stuff. So maybe it would have always like been yeah. more exciting, I guess, to watch mm-hmm. for people. But yeah, I, I yeah. I wonder I wonder if they were like, Ugh, maybe this timing was all wrong, yeah. like a year <laughs> later to drop this. And like Stranger Things, I feel like all of the kids somehow look like they came from the eighties, which is so totally. weird. Because I don't feel like kids look like that anymore totally when ben is in the library and the um the pillow the balloon <laughs> the balloon is moving and you hear like the baby and like it gets oh, like yeah. kind of weird at what point in culture collectively did we decide that is unnerving yeah Jack or that that box. means like that's creepy when if like a distorted music box yeah or just childhood things i wonder what like what movie or story or show a long time ago utilize that for the first time of taking something like that should be innocent and pure warping it in a way where if you just heard like a warped music box you wouldn't just be like oh it's broken you'd be like oh that's creep like isn't that ever wouldn't that be everyone's response now like oh, that's kind of weird when richie was stuck in that room i had that same thought like oh maybe i'm not afraid of clowns i've just kind of been culturally conditioned to be afraid of clowns because it's like of trendy. It. Yeah, yeah like everyone's afraid of clowns it also reminded me how your thing right now about when did like old-timey music becomes scary in that movie the lodge that we saw last year oh yeah oh, they they yeah. used a a hymn right and that was this year oh my gosh are you sure was that yes. 2020 yes it was february oh my gosh it was so long ago might as well have been a di- yeah. different year <laughs> yeah anyways they they used a hymn to be creepy <laughs> castle point out some like the wonkiest cgi in the whole movie was the rock throwing part Oh, oh yeah, that was bizarre. Yeah, they really. I know that must have just been because they didn't want to like have them actually throwing rocks or like so like they're imposing rocks. Fly- I, I don't know. It was it looked that was weirdly bad. Okay, I wanted to know how how close does this follow like the plot beats of the book? So they they did say about the rock part. Um, in the book, that is like a battle. That is like a lot more intense, a lot darker. And in the movie, they chose to make it funny and. Okay. Kind of lighthearted. Did either of you have rock fights with boy gangs in the 80s? I'm sworn to secrecy. Oh, that's not a secret you'll never tell. Anyway, Henry Bowers sucks, but also we feel bad for him because he's a product of... I mean, we don't feel bad for him. He, he sucks. He killed his dad. But, like, I just... In those, like, instances, I always think of just, like, what happened to you? Like, I like listening to a lot of true crime... It's always something happened to somebody when they were younger or like when his dad like shoots the gun at his feet and he's just cowering. Yeah. Just like sort of a nod to the actor. You can like you hate him like he's the worst, but you can see like there's this like sadness. So I have a question too. So like this might be more in depth in the book, but like the kids they find at the end, are they alive and do they get out? 
No, I don't know. Because they're floating. So. They're floating back down. Because yeah, Bev came down and she was fine. And it kind of implies like they're floating down. They're gonna yeah. be fine. So then, like, what is the story to the, to mom. the outside <laughs> world of like what just happened? Yeah. Well, like, they yeah. just all found them. I think that's actually what it might be. They just found them dead. No, they just found like and somehow they, they all find... woke up in the sewer and I they were don't all fine. Think so. Do they ever find the little brother? No, yeah, they, he's definitely dead because they found the jacket. And he says, he's like, I'm keeping you alive. I'm going to eat eat you while you're afraid and just eat you for a while. So I think some of those kids that were still floating hadn't yet been dead. Oh, that's why they said you uh, won't have food for a long time or something like yeah, that at the end. Fear. Okay. So I'd heard a lot of some other podcasts I listened to make jokes about that, about like how you just kind of just got to beat up the clown and like kind of making like... That's the joke is that they just kind of beat the shit out of the clown. That's how they win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was actually pretty glad that they uh, they really had to work for it. Yeah. Like I thought they just get down there and they're like kind of like do a hurrah and then beat him up and then they that's it. But they really like. You had to face your fears. There's th- He's chucking them around into rocks and like spitting up on them like and they keep like thinking they've killed him and then he's like not dead. Mm-hmm. So I, I just liked how it really felt like is this even like can we even like kill this guy? Like what is this? Yeah. I have a question. <laughs> okay. For my friends that watch the film. What are the three movies playing at the Dairy Movie Theater? I know what they are. I know what they are. Oh, Let's wow. each say one. Okay, Ryan. Batman. Courtney. Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Jason? And it was uh, Lethal Weapon 2. Die Hard 2. Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, was it? Die, Die Hard 2 came out in 1990. Oh, oh. oh, my heck. Oh, my, oh my gosh, gosh, Emma. You were just about Yikes. six months off. Well, that was fun. We all knew. That was, that was kind of fun. Which uh, character do you think small you would have identified with? Uh, mine is Eddie because he just is scared of everything. <laughs> and he's just like scared of breaking stuff. I was a very cautious child. Mine was definitely Ben. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. Ben was me when I was like 11. You had feelings. I was just like chunky, like nerd stuff. And that's like, that was like everything he was going through. I was like, huh, been there, pal. <laughs> Probably Stanley because he's like kind of cautious and just on the outskirts kind of along for the ride. <laughs> just no one really remembers him. <laughs> just kind of ambiguous. Just trying to follow his religion. <laughs> <laughs> just, just trying be a good a good religious boy following his father's <laughs> demands say, he does have like on the podcast i was listening to about this movie they did say like he has the least amount of character development yeah yeah so Which is interesting i feel like now i would relate most to eddie because i'm such a germaphobe also we never really talked about eddie's mom bad vibes all around from her <laughs> oh yeah i definitely thought something was up with her Same. the entire time I and mean, when nothing Same. happened i was like i guess you're just weird yeah I didn't enjoy the come like, give your mommy. mom a kiss. Well, it's a little, I, I don't know if it's like actual, but like Munchausen's by proxy, like making your, like someone you care for sick so that you can take care of them. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but I think that's exactly right. You're so smart, Ryan. You're so smart. Ah, um, not to be the same, but I was a nervous kid. <laughs> 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 just little wow. me having anxiety but not knowing what it was i just didn't want to be around people who were dangerous or like didn't yes. like i hated kids who wanted just to break rules it would stress me out <laughs> yeah like no rules are for keeping not yeah. for breaking my mom always called me chicken little like just, <laughs> just she's like you're such a she still says that you're such a just like chicken little you're always so scared to do everything and then she I pushes you <laughs> She didn't. She didn't push it. She didn't push it on the ground. 
Uh, you will learn to dive. Well, maybe now you guys are a bunch of eddies. I'm kind of, I don't know. Come on, what about a good old Stanley? Oh yeah, you're Stanley, but then you said you were Eddie. As he's an adult. When I was 10, I was at a sleepover with my friends and they wanted to go toilet papering and I was nervous about getting in trouble. So I called my mom and <laughs> asked if I had permission to go toilet papering just so I would have peace of mind and enjoy the night. <laughs> and she was like, of course, go have fun. Oh my gosh. I think it's funny that we don't really have any Bills <laughs> as friends. Isn't he the main guy, Bill? Yeah. And no one wants to be Bill. Well, also, Just no one noble. <laughs> yeah, really it's like know, it's not very fun. We don't really know Bill before his his trauma. Like he's yeah. like defined by that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So everyone's trauma. I was trying to figure out kind of where everyone where where everyone was scared. So we think uh, Beverly is her period, right? She gets attacked by the, the blood coming up the sink. Well, and her dad, and so like right, that, and like, her dad. For, like a forced adulthood kind of a thing. Yeah. And then there's Bill and his trauma about losing his brother right um there's mike his family dying in a fire that's his trauma that he sees yeah uh richie we didn't it's like oh it's the clowns and yeah yeah Yeah. clowns um who else do we have that's for stanley is his religion stuff yeah we don't really know what's going on clarinet and then there are two more ben that's the one I can't really place. Gosh. Maybe Ben's trauma is like being new because p- kids tease him about being like the new kid and then he's reading up about his new town and he's alone. I don't know. And his stomach just that? gets like sliced twice. Oh, First we didn't by even Henry. Talk about oh, yeah. That. So were the fears they had in the book, were those thematically related or were they just like no, actual that's... fears tied to like movies they would have watched? Yeah, that's okay. that's what, what I read said. I don't know. I never read the book. Anyone else? Any, any Have any uh, closing thoughts? Jason? I'm really glad I watched it. Thought it was really good. How scared are you, level one to ten? Here's the thing. It never really hits me in the moment. It's later. Sure. It'll be when I'm laying there. Yeah. We don't have a door in our bathroom that leads into our bedroom. It's just an open Ooh, cavity uh-huh. with like two doors further in that we must keep closed. Because if, <laughs> if the if that closet just like open and black, it'll hit me later. This is how it's always worked. So like I'm fine now. And in the moment I was fine. Mostly just like very fascinated with like the techniques. Yeah. So well, we'll it'll see. be when you have to I'll like check in. Walk to the car or like go into the bathroom without the light on or like or run you, to the kitchen to get something. Or like oh, walking shit. down in a sewer will also that'll be scary ah, for you. Ah, or, or that well I have to go in to get to work every day. <laughs> I do remember thinking cause I don't think I knew there was going to be a second one when I when we saw this one. Yeah. Um and at the end just being like, "Huh? Huh?" Yeah. Just fall in a hole. They didn't really they didn't really win. I actually have one yeah. final thought. Has anyone oh. here seen The Baba Duke? No. Yes. You have? I have. It has the same theme as the Babadook, and I like it. And the Babadook is kind of like a Bogarty type creature mm-hmm. as well. But I just like horror movies that, like, the essence of the fear is fear itself. Like, your own fears being yeah. projected. I don't know. I like that. The Babadook um, <laughs> character looks like when you open an incognito tab. That was, like, another year where people were, like, a lot of good horror movies out this year because he had like the bob 2014 i think he had like the babadook yet it follows he had the guest people being like whoa like really good really smart horror movies came out this year Mm -hmm. good for them that's what i said (laughs) good for them i didn't much care uh where can we find us i hate when it's flipped on me um you can find us at my wife watches movies at gmail.com send us an email uh tell us what you thought about stephen king's books you can find us on instagram at at wife watches you can find Ryan at. Um, you can send me an email 
<laughs> Ryan Chalet at gmail.com. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Ryan Green Shorts. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Green Shorts. And Emma, where can we find you? Instagram, Emma92Watkins. Twitter, PizzaBro101. Perfect. All right, everyone. See you later. Oh, yeah. I didn't close that out. No. Oh, okay. We'll see you later. Bye. Nay. When you're a kid, you think the universe revolves around you. You think that you'll always be protected and cared for. Then, one day, you realize that's not true. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer till it's too late.